Chris, we had a few listener suggestion episodes in a row, a couple that I had under my bonnet and wanted to look at. Um, is there anything we, we don't we don't as often on the podcast rank ideas, have you just straight up suggest a topic? Um, is there anything that has been on your mind to maybe do or that uh, bubbles up at the top right this second? No, the word the word home is all I can think of, but um, I'm, I'm more interested that we just take some autonomy back and stop doing these listener suggestions, you know, send a message <laughs> like about whose podcast this really is. It's true. Take that, Libby Gordon. Oh. I, just, I just wanted to give her a second shout out in the second episode. <laughs> Great. Thank you for it, Libby. We really enjoyed ranking it. Yeah, we rely on you. Thank you. Did you want to do home or did you want to... Uh, no, I want to hear, I want to hear you out and then do home. There's a couple of... Okay, so here's my two things that are, that are itching that I, th- that I think are strong. And they're both a little bit... They're both specific, um, but I really think uh, for me they're um, ideas that are central to my day in, day out that I think could be really good to rank. One of them, you've seen it on the list before, is uh, name calling, which I think is uh, just never not, not a relevant thing to look at. And the other one is, and, you know, bear with me on this because I'll have to give you some handles on what I mean right away. But the other one I definitely want to rank at some point, maybe today, is playing it cool. What? Playing it cool. Playing it cool is so central to my personal ethos. And what I specifically mean by that is the idea of in situations of any kind, rather than rushing to panicked and worried instant action, you know, particularly when you most want to do that or where your instincts are screaming at you to do that, instead to wait a bit, stay chill, see how things shake out, think about it a little while and play it cool. And uh, it's become a thing. My partner Zev and I, we've kind of forced it into being as kind of a meme between us. When we watch any show, any piece of pop culture, TV show, movie, maybe even a podcast, we'll be constantly analyzing when various characters succeed or fail to play it cool. And oh, let's just it. say, yeah, and let's just say that when when characters uh, fail to play it cool, almost invariably things go awry for them. Stories are toxic, so uh, despite being one of our highest ranked ideas, so, you know, maybe I've, my brain's been poisoned by stories to believe this, but, I, f- you know, also I feel in, in life it gets borne out, the idea that when a character plays it cool, oh, do they set themselves up to just be head and shoulders above, to run rings around the universe, the story world in which they live. And for that reason, I would love to, you know, I've, it's become such a central pillar for me uh, as an idea that I would love to chuck it in the injury shark tank and see how it can survive against the other ideas we already have or any counter arguments. Yeah, well, I mean, that was such a passionate um, advocacy. It's it's clearly trumped, you know, the place where we all live, our <laughs> home. Um, I, let's do it. Let's let's rank playing it cool. I'd love to. Great. Welcome to Rank Ideas. It's the only podcast that you know about that ranks every idea in the history of human ideation in an ever-expanding list from best to worst that is hosted by Nick Deladovic and Chris Andre. I'm Chris. I'm Nick. Any other podcast that might be doing what we're doing, we've downvoted them so low on the list that you'll never hear about them. Um, it's, it's great also not to be hosted here. by us, that's for sure. 
That's the that's that's really their defining trait. Uh, we're the hosts. I'm I'm Nick, uh, and to, and as Nick, I have agitated for today's topic, which is the topic of playing it cool. Um, Chris, did I, you, do you feel like I did a good enough uh, job of uh, explaining it and its parameters uh, before the uh, theme song? Yeah, uh, the the one missing element is that when when you first said playing it cool, I thought that you were talking about. Um, the um the trait of playing of like being cool like like um trying to seem unaffected by things that are around you as a, like an outward um projection rather than um but this it sounds very much like it's it's kind of the opposite of that this is just just to be very clear you're talking about playing cool you you receive th- there's some stimulus from the outside world that that uh could potentially provoke a, or does provoke a strong um, internal emotional or um, a, a intellectual heightening uh, arousal. And yes. rather than responding to that first spike, you're, you're taking a moment to, and this is the playing it cool part, the taking the moment, play it cool and assess before responding. Is that, is that, is that the exhaustive limits of what you're talking about? That's nicely comprehensive, and it also suggests that it kind of cross maps across what what you thought I was talking about because it does play into. It's not defined. Um, it's not the same as your outward appearance in the world, but it does affect it obviously. And part of and my argument, one of my arguments for playing it cool as a default strategy, is, and this is what I'm arguing about. Arguing for so, sorry, just very quickly. I think I think I've been um, missed here. Uh, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is a uh, the outward appearance of playing cool. I was talking about people who um, suppress excitement. So say everybody's really excited, a good things happened, and you're like, whatever. You know, that doesn't really. Yeah, no, I hate that. You know, that's yeah, I hate that too. And then that's not what, but that's not what we're talking about. No, that's not what we're talking about. We'll come up with we'll come up with a more specific term for that in the future, so we can chuck that at the bottom of the list. I feel like playing it cool in inverted commas. Totally, exactly, and separate to the other. I feel like at some on some episode we'll um, uh, rank the idea of cool or coolness, which is a very different thing. And I think um, uh, that'll be its own spicy topic. But um, yeah, for me, uh, playing it cool the the part of you know the you know any any part of playing it cool that is about your out outward behavior is really about not letting your out. To, uh, a thing that I like about playing it cool is that often when I fail to play it cool, I which I do sometimes, is that I'll um, behave towards someone else in a way that escalates um, a negative experience of our interaction in a way that could it can be completely avoided by just waiting, hanging down, hanging tough, playing it cool, and I uh, really think the. Uh, yeah. Also, and when I, again, you learn more from failure models than success models normally, but I do feel like the times I played it cool, um, that, you know, I've been able to look back later on and, and go, ah, oh, um, this, these, these people around me and I, that we, the, where there was a potential conflict brewing just by waiting, thinking about it, letting the height of the emotions go down, having an extra bit of perspective on what was even actually going on. Um, I was able to, uh, there was there was a whole um, round of human conflict or disease that was avoided. Yeah, I, I feel like that. I mean, it's it's to me so obviously a virtuous thing to do that the question then becomes like, you know, what is the realistic capacity? Like, do you think that there's a fitness for playing it cool? I I I think I lean towards thinking that experientially. 
Yeah, this is kind of why I think it's an idea that's worth parceling out as an idea and and um, and arguing for the value of because I think a lot like we were talking about around certain uh, skills uh, relevant to friendship and human interaction in our last episode, I think playing it cool is is a practiced skill because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I mean, by definition, because we're talking, we, we can't talk about it without talking about it as as a as a um, counter to our immediate instincts and intuitions as humans sometimes, as in we, we there'd be no need to play it cool if our immediate instinct wasn't to um, lose our cool, to freak out and uh, or to or to act in haste or panic. So yeah, I think it's a that's it's got to be a built trait and a built skill. Um, and I think that's, and again, I, I think that's another thing I like about it just as someone who I have an affinity, but also a sense of the value of just processes and practice, um, things, things in life that can be, uh, that, that not only can be, but have to be worked on across your life and calibrated and bring reward to you and the people around you. Yes. And, and place contextually as well and adjusted, for specific situations. I think like anything else, like playing, if there's a down waiting on playing it cool is that like anything, anything that's like a, like a, a simple, clear principle, it's reductive, you know? So there's that scope of it not always being, it's not always going to be the right thing to do or trying to think of one way to always do it isn't always going to work well. But I do think, um, yeah, uh, you know, the superior version of playing it cool would be like, it would be about having this, having a general understanding of what it is and a practice of doing it in a bunch of situations so that you can find the right level of cool to play uh, in each in each said situation. I think, and, and painfully for you and the listener, like so many things, I, I want to start at this one with the sort of evolutionary function of, um, you know, why this, this is a, a tool of utility. And, um, I don't, th- I don't think we've talked about loss aversion and things like that on the podcast before, but um, we we have evolutionarily developed a, a range of traits and we, we have an emotional system that is um, set up to respond to a world around us to help us survive that we don't necessarily need in many instances um, in our current world, which is far more s- stable and safe in, in many mm. ways for many people. Um, of course, that can change in an instant, but... Um, across the course of our lives that has us being much more cognizant of, um, of threats than of, um, benefits. And that's, that'll be a familiar feeling for people who have, you know, may, maybe everything in your whole day went right, but you said something stupid in a meeting or whatever, like, and that's the thing that will sit in your head at 1am, not the, not the, the, the 10,000 counterweights to that, that one event, because that's a threat potentially. And threats in the past, um, could mean that you don't get to survive threats now, uh, just mean that you stay up at night often. Um, mm. And so playing it cool uh, is like a response to, you know, we, we receive some, so we, I imagine, you know, you receive something that's potentially, that activates you to, into that, that conf, to prepare for a conflict or to prepare for, you know, fight, flight or fawn. Um, but, um, you know, that those aren't the, the t- those aren't the tools that you need to respond to most situations. So then giving it a moment and responding proportionately and commensurately with your rational mind is a great thing to do. But there is still, um, I can imagine that there would be situations probably daily where someone on the planet has played it cool in a situation that's cost them their life. I wonder, maybe not daily, but I could, I could imagine, um, you know, say, say the fires, you know, the, the, the fires mm-hmm. recently, I, I think that's a phenomenon where, um, you know, the fire's racing so quickly, you just assume that you're fine. And so if you take a moment and be like, hang on a sec, don't listen, you know, 
don't panic. Don't listen to what I'm. Oh no, that's that's that is a, that is yeah. kind of a different that is a different phenomenon. That's, that's, I think that's a bad I mean, example, but I, I think me, an equivalent not, example. I still think I'm still sure you're right that it's lost that there is a human cost in lives to playing it cool. But yeah, to me, it's to me. I don't. Uh, it's to me. It's not. Com- it's not complacency, and it's not. Um, is you know to you know it's specifically because it's you know to me um playing it cool for me is so much is so much grounded in um the immediacy of human interaction um backing up for a few steps to better make to to better think this through as i'm talking uh which is the only way i ever think it, anything through is um yeah what you were talking about so you you as you say things like uh loss aversion the idea of loss as being the most painful the processing loss being the most pain that humans feel aside from physical pain and a thing that we are then conditioned to, to try and avoid at all costs or head off. Um, the idea of fight or flight responses, um, all of these things exist and are understandable, easy to empathize with and have utility. But as you say, um, we've reached a point in human existence where uh, those traits, the traits can be, become maladaptive because of the changed context of human society. So you could argue in one way that playing it cool is an attempt to um, model a higher level, you know, add an extra tool uh, above the basic suite of human heuristics and um, uh, has value in that way. Um, also, yeah, for me, I would say if there's a human cost to uh, playing it cool, like I, if I was to imagine a time when someone playing it cool cost them their life, uh, it would be more like an easy example would be, oh, I feel like there's conflict brewing with this person. Instead of diving straight into a heat of the moment, uh, potentially compromised attempt to, uh, you know, to, to address that conflict, I'll just give this person some space and take some space myself. And maybe that, if that's a, if that that could be a tactical mistake, where then the other person. Um, you know, like literally responds by coming and killing you. Like yeah. that's, that's, I'm sure that that occurs, you know? So, uh, as a thought experiment, but yeah, I think, um, for me, the specificity of playing it cool is less around. It's not about just looking at the, it's to me, it's not the same as looking at things in the world and being, it's not, it's not, she'll be right, you know, putting it yeah, into okay. the, putting it into that extreme, you know? Th- yeah. Let's, let's, but it also rank- can't be, it also can't be, um, having a, p- a perfect commensurate response to everything around you. Cause that's no, that's, that's not, that doesn't exist to me. That's to me, that's the value of it. To me, it has value in a world where you can't judge where, you know, where you in the, when we would, uh, when we, what's uh, when we waited, when we downloaded, talk about objectivity. So is that what you're going for? Uh, no, I was going to talk about when we talked about faith and we downwarded, we downwarded faith because uh, we, for many reasons, but one of it was we f- it felt like a an attempt to want to, um, because, you know, we were talking about oh, people who argue um, that faith is necessary uh, because you can't, because you can't objectively know all things. And we were like, well, yeah, well, you can't objectively know all things. That's right. So that's why you have judgment and discernment and a bunch of things that don't require faith as a specific, as a weird warping, uh, lens on it. And, um, I feel like this is a, another example where, in a, you know, um, playing it cool isn't an attempt to perfectly judge things. It's a tool for navigating a world where you can't perfectly judge things. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's, it's just an, it's an idea. It's a tool to have in your toolbox. It isn't, doesn't have to be the only one, uh, shouldn't be the only one, but knowing that you just knowing that you have the choice to, uh, not just, hotly react, um, to an immediate sense of threat, 
uh, or conflict, but you also have the choice to play it cool, get more perspective, get more context, get more reference, uh, and process longer. You know that that is a, that that is an option that you have, and that often it's a really good option uh, that avoids a lot of. And you know, part of it for me <coughs> is just about. Um, I like the idea of upweighting ideas that um, accept and grapple with the reality of us as organisms that are massively affected by um, the our, the internal workings of our body and external and its and external stimuli. As in, you know, in the heat of the moment, uh, we're impaired in a lot of ways in terms of our perspective and our and our processing ability of the immediate things around us. Like by yeah. by anxiousness, by panic these things, they heighten us in other ways. They heighten us in certain ways that, uh, can be useful sometimes, but also they, they blunt our awareness of other things. And so sometimes playing it cool, taking that time, just aside from anything else, it gets us back into a state that might be a better state that is often a better state for actually judging things. Yeah. If I think of instances in my own life where I have failed to play it cool, (laughs) it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's never a path to a better response, really. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really like the idea of, um, you know, uh, you know, in, in, I feel like in, um, in, in, if you're looking in stories, you know, that's, that's, that's a twisted mirror, but I love the idea of now taking that framework and being able to observe it in my, um, in, in, uh, interactions in which I have no stake myself to be like, oh, <laughs> oh they failed to play it cool there <laughs> or like, oh, successfully played it cool. That's a hard one to know, but yeah, that's, that's fun. That's a really, that's a, that's a really good piece of toolkit. Do you, um, do you think that, um, do you think that there are other things that could better be better versions of the idea of playing it cool? Great like, question. Like, like if you have a constant, you know, some people, one of the first things I thought of when you said it is, um, I remember when I was a teenager, I think someone took a gun and, um, and ran at Prince Charles and, um, and my dad said, like, there's a, you know, there's your, there's the one benefit of all those years of royal, you know, inbreeding. Look at that. He, like he, you know, he thought he was going to die and he, he sort of looks up, he's a bit like, he looks, you know, he's alarmed, but he just sort of then casually adjust like the cuff of his suit or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. he was ready to die like a royal. Um, <laughs> and, and and I was I was thinking of some some other people in my life who sort of because uh, I was thinking, oh yeah, how can how can you best get good at playing it cool all the time? And I suppose if you cultivated a demeanor in your personality that was, you know, always considered in your response to things, then then that would be habit forming. Um, but not ever. I, I don't think that's that. Like I feel like that would have costs as well. And I feel like there are other. And that's not necessarily what you mean in any case. No, I do think, like I said, I, obviously I, my argument is that playing it cool has enough uh, specific boundaries to be its own idea worth ranking on its own. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, definitely I can imagine um, other, like there are other ideas that are going to blow past it on the list, um, be weighted up. I mean, obviously um, ideas like really broad ideas like education and perspective are likely to be superior just because they blow out the need to play it, the relative need to play it cool. Like as, as we were just saying, if we, the more, you know, the, uh, it's a tool that you use in the absence of knowledge, um, or ready knowledge, um, or the, or the tools for perfect judgment. So any tools that get you closer to superior judgment are going to be better. Um, you know, it's just, uh, the, other th- yeah in terms of um 
Yeah, because again, like to me, it's not about because it's not complacency and it's not repression. I mean, it is it is literally a type of repression in a way. Yeah. It cross maps with, with repression because you are not expressing something openly that you might that you're feeling. So, um, so it cross maps with repression, but it's not the same thing. It does have elements of repression, um, which you know, like those the repression has costs f- factually. But, so. uh, but but I think that in in the ideal mix of ideas. Um, you know, rep- self-representation and awareness, like self-awareness is already high. And I, I think self-representation mm. also would be an important one. And, and I think there's a version where you can have, you know, you get this strongly, you know, triggering event that uh, that you're responding to, and then you take a moment and then you can be like, you know what, I'm actually really angry. And you can express that in a way that, or, you know, I'm really scared or whatever it is. I feel like, yeah. um, you know, still having the moment doesn't mean that you are, for, like suppression being bad, this so uh playing it cool doesn't doesn't equate uh, eternal suppression like it's it's just a different um it allows for different expression i think in its best version exactly because it, yeah it's it doesn't create a pract- an ongoing practice of repression um and uh yeah and you know just to be really explicit uh it's okay it's okay for people to have tantrum tantrums tantrums are sometimes a fantastic thing for someone to do like um you know, I talk about a thing with my amongst my friends that I call the housemate principle. I'm sure other people have much snappier names for it, and every everyone has a name for this. But you know, the is it to me? It's like uh, sometimes you have to lose it in the moment as well. Losing it, losing it is the opposite of playing it cool, probably. And sometimes losing it is necessary because uh, if you don't show people your emotional uh, state, sometimes they're not going to get the true reality of, of how they're affecting you. So for sure, it's something I don't do and it has cost me for sure. It's same thing. It's something I don't, but I don't even notice that I'm not doing it. And that, that has the worst cost of all. I, I have a very unmatched uh, selfhood in that, you know, my internal, I, I'm often the, the things that I'm feeling and thinking the emotions that I'm feeling uh, often aren't uh, evident uh, to the outside observer. Um, and so, you know, I've had to come up with other ways to, um, to communicate myself or to people, but the, um, yeah, but yeah, the reason I call it the housemate principle is that, you know, uh, hundred percent of the time, if you start trying to improve your housemate's approach to the dishes by calmly and chill and, you know, Hey, it's chill. Don't stress. I mean, I don't want this to be the big thing, but blah, 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 blah. And, and, and just come up with a plan. <laughs> they will never, they will never improve the dishes. If you just one time from the start, first time, just say, you give me the shits, please do the fucking dishes you will get a better result. Also, you will end up having to do that anyway. So you may as well just do it at the start. So, you know, uh, for me, that's, for me, that's right. an, for, for me, that's an argument of for losing it, um, which is the counter to uh, playing. I don't cool. know. I don't know about that. I like, I, as in, as in like, I don't, I'm not um, disputing it, but I'm also not um, endorsing it as a fact of nature. I'd have to think about it more. The, ha- the, house the housemate principle. principle? I, I like it a lot. I love to, I love to talk about it on another episode. You, you, uh, yeah, I'm, I've, it's a, it's a point of conviction for me, but the, um, we can, we can unpack, we can unpack it, uh, in its own episode. That'd be fun. It's not a point but, of conviction for me, Nick. <laughs> 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 um, the, uh, so yeah, so, uh, circling back. So playing it cool. Um, for me, uh, the idea, again, the, the other thing I feel like people talking about repression or honesty versus dishonesty. I know a lot of people who have, um, 
a lot of friction in their social interactions that I'm friends with where that because they'll just be bluntly honest in a way that alienates people. And to them, they're like, well, what am I meant to be dishonest? To me, what that misses is the idea that is the level to which behavior creates selfhood and, and truth. So as in you aren't just, you know, it's not as simple as people do stuff and you feel a way about it because we aren't reactive creatures like that. We're predictive creatures. Like we, we, our brains make up our mind about a lot of what we're going to do before the thing, before the external stimuli happens. The habits we enact become who we are and become what we actually feel. So, you know, and I've had, you know, I've had to say this to, you know, close loved ones where we've, we've had fraught topic conversations about, um, different, uh, you know, shit, um, this is about different thoughts or opinions or shifts in value. And, you know, there's the idea of wanting to, um, th- yeah. Cause to me, there's a line there's validate, you want to validate people's feelings, but also, you know, it's okay in the right situations when it's right. It's also okay to nudge on people, uh, that, you know, have the potential. And, and I like, and I've, I've had great experiences of people nudging on me like this and saying, well, you know, you could examine that and unpack it and you, you could think differently about it. Not to say that you should, but you could. And the, um, and you know, things like, I don't know, attitude is like such a skeevy word in a lot of ways, but, um, yeah, I feel like, uh, it, it does relate to the idea of playing it cool in terms of like you, you know, to me, part of what I like about playing it cool is that it plays into the idea of generosity, which we've ranked quite high. You have, it's, it's kind of, it, you, you know, it gives you time and space to be generous specifically towards, uh, the situation you're in, the reality around you, the people around you, um, rather than going straight into self-protective threat assessment or, or threat handling mode. It's definitely, it's definitely something that I wish were more widely, at least understood, if not practiced. Yeah, definitely practiced. But yeah, when I've been on the receiving end of somebody who's missed the opportunity to play it cool, it is a mutually damaging process. Yeah. And again, like, I feel like often, again, I feel like there are, there are other ways. I feel like not playing it cool can work perfectly great. If you are doing some other similarly trained, deliberate, developed thing, developed level of human behavior. Mm -hmm. But to me, if you fail to play it cool and you just default to human heuristics and to threat response and to fight or flight, usually to me, that's usually going to go bad. Like in, you know, maybe not in out, again, as you point out at the start, maybe not in outright survival situations, but that to me seems like, you know, (laughs) I feel like really internalizing the idea of playing it cool doesn't seem to me, I don't feel like that in and of itself is going to negate your ability to go into fight or flight in a survival situation. No, that's a different phenomenon. It's the one that I was um, mistakenly leading towards with the fires earlier. And that it's it's like a normalcy bias. I, I just, I can't imagine what it is exactly that's, that drives it, that would, in terms yeah. of your, your, your instinct. But um, yeah, that there's, 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 it's a phenomenon where, you know, the fire's coming over the hill and you're like, oh, well, I normally don't die in a fire. So it's it's not, it couldn't come here. Look how far away it is. <laughs> That's a great thing. We should, we should start an episode one time by talking about that more and working out an idea to attach that to because that would be worth talking about. Um, as for now, as f- I, I feel ready to rank. Um, yeah, great. Awesome. It cool. Okay. Um, so uh, again, so we've got our... Um, we've got our really good ideas. We've got our really good ideas that have some cons and downsides. We've got our, um, and then underneath that, we've got our, uh, ideas that are fine that you don't need them. Fine, fine, but you wouldn't think to include them. What's the top of quadrant two? Top of quadrant two, I would say, and again, you could argue the toss, 
I feel like that begins with sport. So we've got sport. So under in, so under imprisonment. So to me, the good ideas. Oh well, no, it starts with imprisonment. Really, you've I got. Think, I think that. Um, I think that playing it cool is like, is is good. But I also don't think that it should be up there with things that are full of intrinsic joy or um, essential society structure ones. Like a bit, yeah, because it's just not as critical. I don't think. I think it's. I don't think it's as critical as imprisonment, for instance. Um, I think so. If we, so if we go, so under that we've got sport, geoengineering, body modification. I think it's. I think it's quite and lunch. I think it's quite comparable to things like body modification and lunch, where sure. it's yeah, where they're like just yeah, just super, um, yeah, uh, super good expressions of the human condition. I think body modification is better, right? Because it's like. Um, it's giving necessary, it's a necessary tool for certain types of human transcendence. Um, whereas I think playing it cool is more about, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's more just, a, it's a tool for navigating situations well. And you could, yes, yeah, I think it's a really superior one. And I think it gives you th- unique things that other ones don't. You know what, though? Not- I, I think that in an, in an ideal society, it's actually less critical because I think, yeah, that, that's um, a good point. Yeah. You know, I think the worst instances of people not playing it cool is where there's sort of concentrations of power. Um, there's capacities for harm, like increased, like yeah. augmented capacities for harm. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like, and, and, you know, less systems for, um, for like, I think an ideal system would also, um, integrate the reality that even if everybody is pretty good at playing it cool, like it's not a, it's not a perfect tool for dealing with, um, the impact of emotions on behavior that, that, that are not, um, outlier emotions on behavior. Um, all great, all great points. Yeah, so I, I think it's actually a bit lower than I thought initially thought. I've, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty comfy with it over taxes and acting is under taxes. Um, pets is under acting. I'm pretty comfy with it over the top of those. That's dro- that's going a bit lower on the list. Just because, like, I'm taxes- just imagining is it like so if we're going to the future society with if we're going without playing it cool, does that mean that everybody's first emotional response is the one you're receiving. That would be annoying, wouldn't it? It would be annoying, but also, and I mean, and again, we've got lots of, there are heaps of other ideas that are going to end up above this, but I do, um, the thing less, but yeah, I feel like for me, something like, something like taxes and acting is where they're just good. They're, you know, potentially strong delivery systems for, uh, a use, useful thing. Like to me, taxes is, um, we were pretty warm on as a basic thing, but there are just, you know, it, it there are a lot of, uh, it's, yeah, it's just a way to draw value from the population as a, and create a collective, um, uh, industry of, of societal building. There are other ways it's to do that. It's conceivably replaceable. Yeah. It's conceivably replaceable in a way that I feel playing it cool isn't quite as easily. Yeah, um, I agree. yep. Um, so we've got above that, we've got cause and effect shorts above that, housing, electricity, logic. I mean, we've got logic and then lunch above that. So, I mean, somewhere in and around those five or underneath those five, Cause and effect, obviously, we um, and it found a lot of uh, nitpicks on once we looked at it. I feel like, I mean, what do you think about it next to logic? I think that without logic and cause and effect, then then um, it's hard to have the discern the value of playing it cool. To be I think honest. that's pretty that's pretty compelling. Hey, the idea yeah. that you know um, <clears throat> that yeah, those are almost the. Yeah, they're the fundamental, they're like the watermarked ideas that give you a frame to 
uh, even to be able to act enact um, playing it cool, which is a which is a process, which is or a practice. Or see the virtue. Yeah, that's good. Um, so sweet. So under cause and effect and above taxes. Great. That's a pretty good showing. It's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. At first, it made me really angry when you said it at the top of the episode, but <laughs> and that, that that reaction is recorded for posterity. Yeah. yeah, you can go back to start on the podcast rank. Maybe ideas. two minutes in. Yeah. Uh, Chris's reaction to the idea of playing a cool remix challenge is that what I hear from you, listeners? <laughs> My goodness, I I guess I have no choice but to go along with that. Fielding remix after remix. Um, it's uh. <laughs> That's true hell. <laughs> um, great. Well, yes. I uh, If any of you who are like is, um, as annoyed by the fact that that was the first idea we've ever ranked that is like just a, a you know, a specific, that is such a specific kind of uh, uh, Nick Delatovic-ism, uh, trust me, you won't be anywhere near as annoyed as my partners ever will be when they see this episode topic <laughs> uh, come up in their podcast feed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You can't just make things up. I love that. Uh, it makes me, I should bring, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to bring more of myself into this. Do it. Um, speaking of ourselves to bring in, uh, thanks as always to Nick Mick for producing, uh, and, uh, to Luke McGrath, uh, the singer and, um, arranger recorder of our fantastic rank ideas theme song, which you're about to hear anything else you'd like to say before we bow out on another episode, Chris. No, just the hits keep coming. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. Sometimes commotion, sometimes the commotion, rank ideas.